Welcome back to Honey Hush. Today, it's myself, Michelle. And Elizabeth. We're so excited to be in the studio together for episode 10. Where we are going to be talking about something that, I mean, maybe we have no business talking about it. I mean, maybe we're, maybe we're the problem. <laughs> maybe we're the problem. Maybe we're the problem. We're going to be talking about doing life with opposite personalities. And you guys know that from the very beginning, I talked about how I am a eight wing seven on the Enneagram and Michelle. I've taken the test at least twice and both times I got completely different results, but I believe that we are pretty firm that I'm a seven wing eight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. but definitely solid seven. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So the eight in me obviously makes it to where I can't ignore the opposite vibe or whatever like as an eight I'm so aware of the other yes eight personalities in your face it's in my face whereas maybe another number on the Enneagram is way more um I'm thinking it in my head I'm not voicing it yes you're thinking it's not that you're not aware of it it's just I'm like hey let's talk about how we're different and that talking about how you're different is uncomfortable I'm from the I'm either going to face it head on and like all up in your face or I'm going to really what's going to happen. I'm going to think about it so much that it festers um, either in a really good way or in a really, really bad way. And then I'm going to explode. Well, how about this? I'm going to vote. Let's get started with this. And let's dive right on in to doing life with opposite personalities. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up and coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now, here are your Hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. Okay, so I hope you guys are ready to dive in with us and get a little bit uncomfortable with yourself. And we're going to kind of expose our weaknesses and things that we've done wrong kind of along the way. But um, so that's what we're going to kind of ask you to do is kind of get comfortable with being uncomfortable (laughs) for just a quick second. Right, because where we we were trying to figure out like where should we start what are all the things we wanted to talk about and really it begins with us mm-hmm. it starts with ourselves. yes and how we respond what we're recognizing what we're responding to and it yeah it all starts with right, us. right because we know people that rub us the wrong way like we consider them sandpaper people but yeah. you know what? We might be somebody else's sandpaper person. <laughs> I would never be. I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> so let's just I am it. somebody's sandpaper. Absolutely. Okay. So the very first thing we're going to ask you to do before we even get started is if you are not familiar with this Enneagram concept. Now, it is not new. It has been around for three or 4,000 years. Yes. It's not hocus pocus. It is just literally categorizing the human race mm-hmm. into nine different personality profiles and you can have wings on either side so there potentially is 27 different variations yes so what we want you to do is go to eclecticenergies.com girl spell that all right e-c-l-e-c-t-i-c-e-n-e-r-g-i-e-s 
Com. Okay, so eclectic <laughs> energies. Don't ask me to spell nothing ever again. Okay. I'm so glad. Y'all, I'm so thankful she had the website written down in front of her so that she would not forget the exact website or that could have been the best spelling bee ever. Whoops. Okay, so eclecticenergies.com. You're going to go there and you're going to take the free test. Now, there's an option to pay to take tests and that's great too, but we're not going to ask anybody to, you know, use money. I haven't taken... Um, I have paid for one test, but it was a, I, I don't believe it was this, but the two that I have taken were free and they were. Those were the most accurate? I feel like, yes, absolutely. Okay. They were totally amazing. When I read all the, uh, you know, everything it broke down, so me. Okay. So we're going to ask you to go take the eclecticenergies.com test, okay? Then you're going to come back and you'll be like, okay, so I'm a three wing four or I'm a whatever, okay? So like I said, I'm an eight wing seven. I'm a seven for show, but I may, be a, girl. I may be a seven, eight. I know. Yes. And we know that Lacey is a seven, eight. Like she's yes. solid seven, eight. She is. We know that mm-hmm. about her. Which, by the way, we didn't have, we did not tell Lacey's sassy self is in Cabo right now. Y'all. Let's be jealous. Let's take a moment of jealousy. Absolutely. Like, like the righteous jealousy. Like the, I really want to be there with her. I've already asked her. Oh. I'm like, girl, where are you going in Cabo? Like, is Where's that my a, invitation? Is that a place we going to get to go to? Maybe one day. Podcast from Cabo. We miss you, Lacey. Stop. Yes, girl. Okay. So after you get your number, whatever your number is or whatever your wings are, mm-hmm. you're going to need to own that. Okay. You're going to need to be honest with yourself. You've got to, because um, what I did not realize so Lacey and Elizabeth are all they y'all our little city city bagel meetings that we have they get <laughs> all so they get all fired up at talking about their personalities and traits and all these different things and I'm sitting there like what the heck what is going on because I had I had taken it and had read it but I really wasn't realizing well great I've got this information and it's telling me about myself good. I've known that for the last 20 years. But what did you do with it? Like, you didn't study it. And that's right. the difference. You have I was to not. study it. And so, what I was really learning, um, I struggled myself with my bakery, trying to figure out why I was working with other people well and why. Like, why, why you were getting the results you were looking for with some people, but you weren't Mm-mm. getting the result. Because you were applying it. the same principles. Mm-hmm. And so, I wish that I had taken this prior to having my own business because instead of figuring things out the hard way by myself now I look at those results and it is teaching me how to communicate better right with other people when I recognize certain characteristic traits about them yeah they may not tell me what they are but as you but get, if you know yourself well enough they kind of mm-hmm. sort of don't have to Yes, you start learning how to communicate better with people and you start realizing that maybe you're wrong about what we could be wrong. What are you telling me? Like, I know we could be wrong. I mean, that's really hard for women to grasp that concept. Like we peripherally know, like I could Mm -hmm. be wrong. I'm not right about everything. But do we act like we could potentially be wrong? Girl, no. Heck no. So you just turned 40. Mm -hmm. I will be 40 this year. And when you are learning something new at this phase of life, or if you have always been doing something. I've always done it that way. Why is it wrong now? (laughs) Because you're not getting the result from people that you want. Exactly. Come on, wake up. 
for real. Right. So yeah, I mean, you're never too you're never too old to learn something new or to learn something a different way or to accept that somebody else is doing just fine. They don't need your help sometimes. They don't. Right. Because mm-hmm. the whole point of communicating with anybody, it's not just to hear your own voice. Mm-mm. It's not to be a racket. Like the point of communicating with someone is for the listener to receive the information. Yes. And if you're not communicating with them in a way that they're going to receive, you're just a bunch of noise. If you're in an office setting, if you are in an office setting where you were all in cubicles, if you were next door to each other, if you were in an office setting, everybody, like when you go on your lunch break tonight, tomorrow, I challenge every single person in your office because I really think those are the people who could probably immediately benefit from this in a workplace. Mm-hmm. Because you're all working towards the same goal. Yes, but if you've ever been in an office setting and the person next to you or the person across from you, somebody is driving you nuts in that space. Absolutely. And you know you're driving them crazy, but nobody's going to talk about it. It's going to be completely the elephant in the room and or everybody's going to well, avoid that's just one Nancy. Person. Yes. That's but, just Judy. Right. But everybody has the same goal. And, and I go back to, I have, um, I have a lot of faith in people and I really bet if we get down to it, each person individually is probably doing their best. Yes. And if they aren't, it's because they don't know different or they're reacting to something. They're building up something. a wall mm-hmm. where they're reacting to something that triggered them. Mm-hmm. And so I think if everybody could go take this test. It's enlightening. It is. And you're really going to learn that let's not dislike each other. Let's learn to work better and appreciate together. each other. Yes. And another um, website I would like for you to go to after you get your number is the Enneagraminstitute.com. So E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M institute.com. There is where you're going to have the evaluation of your number. And again, let me just, just, you know, pop this into the equation. Don't be typing other people. Don't be thinking, oh, I bet my son is this. My friend is my mama. Oh, because that happens. Oh, don't be doing that. Okay. (laughs) Because, because here's the thing. When you take this test, don't answer what you have maybe been doing or how you think you should answer right. it. You've got to be honest. You have to be so honest with yourself about how you, in the back of your mind, how would you really and truly, what, how would your gut want you to react and, to a situation? And only you know you. Mm-hmm. So when you go to this Enneagram Institute and you're looking at the evaluation, make sure you're just abiding with you. Don't be trying to type other people and be like, oh, well, I, I see her in this and this is how she does. Because here's the deal. When you go to evaluate yourself, it's going to show healthy versions of that number and it's going to show unhealthy versions of that number. So you are a, I'm going to use my number, you know, I'm an eight wing seven. So that is just a fact. Mm-hmm. But there is a healthy version of that and there's an unhealthy version of that. And so one of the things that we're going to ask you to do right now is do you know your joy triggers and do you know your stress triggers? Like, do you know what your healthy version of you looks like? Do you know what your unhealthy version? Yes. Like, okay, so so for example, for me, blood sugar issues. Okay, if I don't (laughs) eat some food, I go to the unhealthy side pretty dang quick. Now, I can come back to the healthy side, but... 
your response to everybody's immediately going to be short. Everybody's mm-hmm. on your nerves. Do it now. Stop asking me questions. And it's not everybody else's job to be like, oh, give Elizabeth a second because, you know, she, she needs to eat a Snickers. Mm-hmm. No. No. I've got to know. I'm that's an, on you. That's on me. You know that about yourself. Right. Carry some candy. Absolutely. And so, but that takes me having a knowledge of my healthy self, unhealthy self, mm-hmm. owning that and realizing I have a stress trigger here. Mm-hmm. It's not that Nancy is a turd or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's I'm being unhealthy. I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a person who, um, so I grew up with, if I don't know that I always actually did this and maybe that's why I got this way, but my parents... Even though my parents have been divorced since I was seven, my mom or my dad, if they told me to do something, they meant right now. Mm-hmm, Not five minutes. I mean, like, they would say, I mean, it was like, start jumping, and then I'll tell you how high. Mm-hmm. Just just start. Yeah. So, I have become that way. Mm-hmm. And so, now, in a workplace setting... That may not work with everybody. I can't be last minute and telling everybody to start doing something because I do. So what happens is they want to please you, but they're like, I need to know the rest of the information. Maybe. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because I think everybody can read my mind. They can't. Oh, they can't. No, Mm -mm. not even our own husbands. We want them to like, you should have known. Did you say that out loud? You think you told me that, but I don't think you did. It's like responding to a text, but you didn't. You responded in your brain. Yes. (laughs) It's the same thing. It really and truly And then you're wondering why that friend didn't say something back. You're like, oh, it's because I never actually pressed send. Right. Right. Insane. But we blame it on them. Right. So we're going to agree that we have to know ourselves first Mm -hmm. before we can bridge that gap of communicating, doing life with. Right. Opposite. Because assuming, and I think it's a pretty good assumption that the people that we surround ourselves with are not necessarily going to be like us. Right. They're definitely not going to be just like us. No. Sure thing. Right. So we have to know ourselves first. So then second, one of the things then that we have to be aware of is because, you know, there's a concept of opposites attract or opposites repel or whatever. What's going to always happen hundred percent of the time, eventually there is going to be conflict. Yes. There's totally going to be conflict. And, um, you have to learn how to embrace that person's strengths and what to me looks like a super strong weakness also is something that I don't have within me as a personality Are you trait. saying like you can't do everything? I can't, girl. What, what Michelle? What? It has taken me a long time to figure it out. I think I can. Wow. Yeah. Um, I will, um... Alex, a boy who worked for me, asked me one time, um, do you want me to do it the way I know I need to do it, or do you want me to do it your way? Which one? And I thought, I'm about to take every bit of this flower in my hand and throw it Because then you're like, did you just say my way was wrong? I know. Is that what you just said? You're fired. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. But it was the first time that someone outside of my immediate family, because for me, in another workplace setting... Nobody had been honest enough to say, there might be a better way. There might be. Right. You know, but now, thankfully, that sweet boy was brave enough at 4 a.m. Yeah, (laughs) to be like, which way you want me to do this? You want me to do it? The right way or your way? (laughs) Which one? And so I started to realize that I knew exactly what I wanted out of my bakery, what was the product, what was the end result of different things. But I was a person who was doing things right now. Like, I need things happening right now. 
this your is seven. Everybody your seven jump was into raging. action. Yeah. Yes, you know, or tell me a goal. Ooh, let's go get that goal. Because if I set a goal, we going after it. Mm-hmm. We going to accomplish it. Like every single one of us, everybody getting in line. But Here everybody else that's responsible for meeting that goal needed more information because they weren't your same personality. So if oh you're going to get the end did. result out of them, you mm-hmm. had to learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. In a place of conflict. So I had this girl who worked for me. And does, do you remember in 2014, the Auburn game mm-hmm. at Mississippi State mm-hmm. poured rain? Mm. It is the game that um, we played here that after that game, the very next day, I believe that's the one that we became number one. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. For I like think- two seconds. Go dogs. It was the most amazing two seconds ever. So I hope that we can delete that comment. Oh my God. She just said that out loud. Go dogs. That's what I said. Okay, good. Um, so this little girl, I did not have a dishwasher at the shop in our bakery. I know. What? She, yeah, <laughs> she's looking at like me. You like you literally didn't have like a mechanical dishwasher or you didn't have did a person not, to wash the dishes. We had a person to wash the dishes. But you did but not have one of those things you, you pulled imagine, down. imagine? So that day, I wish I could go back and look at the numbers and see how many. Um, so all we made was biscuits. I wish I could tell you how many we made, but I'm telling you it was in the thousands. Yeah. We had a big game. Like so many people waiting out the door before we opened that day. And this sweet little girl, it was her very first day at the shop. Um, her name was Mallory. Mm-hmm. I call her Mallory Ann. Mm-hmm. Mallory Ann is not even her name, but that's what I call her. And Mallory washed in the back all those pans by hand over and over and over. I'm talking 20 big bakery sheet pans. Over and over. Over and, and over. over. She was freaking soaking wet. Didn't care. No. I mean, think about all the people that were here that day. Um, it was literally unbelievable. And she came back. I just <laughs> That knew. was her first day. Welcome that was her to first the party. Day. I didn't think she was there. I mean, I really and truly left that day thinking, well, that's the last time I'm going to see that girl. But it's because your personality was stuck on production. Yes. Put it out. Put, put out, out. Put, put out. out. Right. And her personality was the strong and steady behind saying, we can't put nothing out if the darn pan is dirty. She's like, I got you, girl. Right. I got you. And you could have been like, would somebody come over here and roll this dough? And she's like, I'm trying to wash your pans over here yes. so you have something to roll it on. Yeah. I mean. Right. So what transitioned to a person that... um was just, I am the tornado coming through, and there's Mallory, and she's going to always be there on time. I'm always going to be there late. She's always, you can count on her. She's always going to be consistent. She's always going to be the calmness to my storm. And I would be doing things and thinking, I need to get a post out. I need to show people what we've got. I need to do this. I need to do that. And Mallory's over there just beautifully glazing the sprinkles and making everything making pretty. Making it pretty. Because that matters. She is Because if they looked like a tornado. Mm. So all the steps and things that were going through my head of all the things that I know I need to get accomplished, she was actually putting them into action. And she was the one physically making it happen while in my brain, it was going absolutely But crazy. you know what that like is revealing to me though, is that you were mature enough to lay down your pride. Eventually. Okay. Eventually. Okay. Took, you're willing to admit that. Okay. Yes. So, but you laid your pride down to say, you know what? I can't do all things well. And if I make everybody do everything the way I do it, 
we're going to have massive conflict here yes. and the end result is never going to be accomplished. Ever, ever. Because I, yeah, that's what was happening. That's mm-hmm. literally what was happening. And when I gave Mallory that space that she needed to be herself and be consistent and she literally filled in every single gap. I mean, to be able to be able to watch us work together, it, I mean, it really and truly was amazing. It was like watching a ballet happen. It was just, she knew my thoughts before I was able to finish them. She was my right and my left hand when, when I didn't have one or the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just really great. And that was the first time in my life that I would say in a work setting, I embraced someone um, being able to feel the other piece of me mm-hmm. for, for them to be able to be at their very best, all the things that I did not. Was it your best? Yeah. And it, magic happened. It was amazing. Yeah. So when I really let that happen, that was a total vulnerable situation for me, but uh, it was unbelievable. And I would also like to kind of interject and say that there is, there is an opposite Um, possibility that's out there that you should not accept, you know, if a conflict Mm -hmm. arises and it leads to some sort of emotional abuse, there is a time to cut ties. Like there is a time to say, this is not, whether it's a friendship or it's, you know, any sort of relationship that you're doing life with a person and you are both continually coming at an unhealthy level, you know, it may be an employee that you need to let go. It may be a conversation you need to have with a family member. It may be just you and your friend saying, hey, I'm going to lay down my pride. You need to lay down your pride. This is who I am. Let them say who they are and just have that conversation of like, we are continually conflicting mm-hmm. and we're not getting to the end goal. And I believe we're both um, feeling emotionally abused. Yes. And whether, whether it's with an employee, an employer, a friend, a marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we're not just saying like, just keep going and keep pursuing through the conflicts. There may be a time when like enough's enough and you cut that other person right. out but of the you equation. you actually have to have that conversation. You have to have that conversation because whether it be family, whether it be workplace, whether it be um, because I've experienced that just a little bit and or a lot of it. But I think um, you actually, I've missed a whole gap of attempting to have a conversation mm-hmm. and just um, and just assuming that ties are cut and moving on. But you really have to be able to have those conversations. Or you do have to, in a workplace setting, realize that person may be coming to work every day. They may be on time every day. But when it comes to whatever's happening at work, if everything's not jiving, that is enough to be like, I'm sorry, this just isn't going to work mm-hmm. and move on. Because if not, you have to the, set boundaries. You're the one thinking about it every day. If you've had those conversations, this person, they aren't thinking about it. It's not going through their mind. They're, they're not worried. They're not this. They're not that. Right. They've made, nobody's brought it to their attention. Right. Or if you have brought it to their attention and they aren't making those, um, Healthy adjustments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then time to move on. Like stop wasting time. Stop wasting energy. Cut the ties. Holla bye. Right. Get it done. Right. And, you know, we're talking about conflict, but let's talk about why we're even attracted to anybody anyway. So, you know, doing life with people of opposite personalities is going to happen. But like, why are we attracted to certain people 
And I think it kind of lends itself to then maybe you wake up one day and you realize maybe you are attracted to somebody that maybe you, you, you assumed you were opposite. Mm -hmm. So I had a situation happen this week with a woman that, um, we were meeting for a business reason Mm -hmm. and I knew going into it more than likely we, um, did not, we were opposite in, let's call it that. We were opposite in several things, whether it's politics, religion, life choice, like we were, I knew that going into it. Right. But I also knew that we had same values in a certain subject Mm -hmm. and that's what we were meeting on. I had so much appreciation for her because it didn't matter about the things that we were opposite in. We were both choosing to see each other for the similar value or view that we had on a certain subject. And be on fire. About that subject. Yeah. And then what it did is that it opened up what we would have perceived each other. The the things that we were Mm -hmm. opposite about were Mm -hmm. obvious. But we were choosing to um, land or begin a conversation with what we were similar in. And then what it did. And then. It was like peeling an onion. Yeah. And we realized yeah, we yeah. actually had more in common mm-hmm. than we realized. Mm-hmm. And or th- would assume immediately. And then mm-hmm. so the things that we were opposite in really didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like I could for really go to lunch with this girl and be like, have a million things to talk about. But had I gone in with my defenses up or pride or whatever and only focused on the things that were different, mm-hmm. communication would have never happened for us in this business setting. What mattered is that we both chose to see the things that we were similar in and we valued each other to listen to the other one and not just assume. To listen. Mm -hmm. That is a huge, huge point to actually listen to that other person and have value Mm -hmm. in even though they're your sandpaper. Not in that situation, but for the people who are. Listening is a huge, huge part well, of that. Even in because that situation, we ended up talking about some of the things that we knew we were both opposite in. Mm-hmm. But because we had laid a foundation of value, those sandpaper items were a lot less gritty. We could walk away saying, I respect you. So if you come up with a different answer at the end of the day than I do, it's not because you don't have a brain. Right, right. Not that nobody would ever say that. But you mm-hmm. know, I think so many times we create subliminal conflict that's not even there yes and everybody got to their opinion based on experiences and usually right because of things that have happened in their life they haven't formed that opinion or come to that conclusion out of the blue right so they have a reason you just gotta know their why right yeah all right so michelle does does everybody like you? Girl, no. They, they just, they do not. They, so, and I don't even know why. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, because everybody likes me. I mean, everybody gets along with me and agrees with me because I'm right all the time. I know. Um, People, so I have become, so since having my own bakery or having such a strong personality family, I've become so well aware. Like, um, so I pulled it up. My, y'all, this is, this is my theme song. Is this your life. anthem? It is. So, can y'all hear that? And I heard about me. Y'all, yes. Okay, so in game, Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran. Don't even make fun of me for that. I'm telling y'all. That will be linked like, in the show notes. Whew, girl, we would be such a big conversation. We just would. Yeah. I just, I mean, and I don't know why. It's either because um, I do find... 
I, I never mind sharing the most vulnerable place. Um, I've talked about it before. For example, the Ellen Show. Yep. For everybody, um, I'm asked all the time, when was Your that? vulnerability is what got you there. Mm-hmm. December 15th, 2011. YouTube, whatever you got to do, that's um, it. Shameless plug. <laughs> no, it is because you know what is so funny? Drew was three years old. He turned three two days later. And Drew, so he was three, so he doesn't remember being there. Mm. But he knows he was there. So um, smart boards in classrooms, Drew has like... They've pulled it mm-hmm, up, and, a, and mm-hmm. Drew has watched it, and he's watching it with this such excitement, like, oh, my God, <laughs> dude, you lived that. You were there. It's so funny. But but, but I re- that was my very first experience with having so much coming at me. Mm-hmm, and, because of your transparency. Ooh. Good hate, and bad. Hatefulness. Hatefulness. Mm-hmm. There. Okay, so that's okay. That's one of the things that I, I guess I don't understand. Right. That I need to when tap you see more people into rocking something. When yes. you see people doing so amazing, like my first reaction is, Whoo! right. I'm so excited for them. Yes. For for whoever for whatever. Um, if somebody wins an award that I might be up against, I'm like, because you knew the work it took to get I'm there, and they outworked you, and yes. yes. It's so freaking awesome. I don't have to be jealous about that. I don't have to be upset about that. I'm like, freaking heck yes. Here's the deal. Most people, and I think I talked about this in my introduction, you know, that's the thing that makes people most uncomfortable with me is because I'm authentic and I'm transparent. You'll be bold. Right. I mean, even when it gets me into trouble, I do it because because I love people too much. Yeah. I love people too much. And so if it makes people uncomfortable when I... Whether it's I'm calling them out on something or um, I'm calling myself out on something or I'm exposing something in my family. But you had to also get to the place where you recognize that's something about yourself. I have to own. And you can't And it's going to create it. conflict. Either love you. Or don't. Or, or don't. Right. Yeah. All right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that kind of the part of like flying solo confidently Mm-mm. has got to be for every single personality type. Mm-hmm. You have got to make a commitment that you are going to gravitate towards your version of healthy and and realize that everybody else isn't going to follow you. Right. There's a chance that the other 26 variations, there's a chance that they are all unhealthy. Yeah. It's not your job to fix them. It's not your job to make them healthy. Your only job is to abide in your Enneagram number in the healthy zone. And And you've got the tools for communicating with others. Yes. They're there. You're studying them. You're figuring out how do I communicate with these people. So you're making all the effort. But then you might need to be confident in flying solo. Yeah, you might. Okay, so talking about solo, though, third point, final point. You can't do everything. You cannot be all things. You can't be the person who takes care of everything, Mm -mm. which is another thing you have to learn. Yeah, that's part of the healthy stuff. Oh, and that your way... It may be great, but somebody else's way is pretty great, too. It's great, too, because if it wasn't great, God wouldn't have created it. You're one. Girl, stop. She just dropped that. Yes. It's true. It's true. Because if everybody was like you, one of you is um, not needed. Yes. Redundant. Exactly. That's so, oh, yeah, that's such a mm-hmm. good point. So one of the things that I heard earlier this week, and I thought, um, I really wish that I could think, I don't know if I heard it on another podcast, if I heard it on a television show, I have no idea. Um, but it was, so 
I'm a person who thinks at home, I've got to do supper and I've got to do the grocery shopping. And I have to do this and I have to do that. Homework. And oh Laundry. my gosh, you know, along with your other, I love my job. bed to be made. Alan could care less if it's made. Right. Plus, I have a job and all of these things. And um, two kids go to dance right now, and one person does this, one person does that. And it's like, so I have all of these things. Lots of potential for conflict is what you're saying. Did I put that all on myself? I did. Alan did not put any of that scheduling on me. But I'm doing it myself, and now Alan and I have been married for 17 years. So that's become consistent. So earlier this week, a lady said um, to another person, share your calendar with your spouse. Or your roommate. Yeah. And if you do Whoever you do every single day with. Yes. Share each other's calendars. And maybe you're single, and it's work. But you know at work, you are taking on so much responsibility. But really and truly, have you done that to yourself? Have you created that environment? Because it's part of your personality, maybe. Yeah, yes. To help, yeah. to conquer, or to achieve. Right. So this could apply to so many things. But it was like, put your calendar out there. And even if you don't have a planner, still, this is what my week look, looks like. This is what my day looks like. So this is what I'm dealing with. Anything else that you're needing taking care of today, it's on you. Because mm -hmm. this is what I'm already doing. This is what I'm committed to. And my day is packed. And then you ask for that from them as well. Yeah. Because they may be expecting things from you that you don't have the capacity to give. Right. They're trying to put, hey, it's can called you pick communication. Up this? Can you pick up that. <laughs> well, you know, I ain't even going to be on that side of town today. Oh, I cannot pick that up. So stop acting like I will run all the way across town. Or acting like I'm bad because I didn't. Yes. Which then, what does it that do? It creates a conflict. Mm -hmm. Rolling eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. When a little bit of communication, yeah. because you cannot be all things to all people mm -hmm. at all times. No. You have to know your limits, and you also have to know the limits of the person that you are living with. And realizing that person is an opposite personality, more yes. than likely. Yes. And they have different limits than you do. Mm -hmm. So stop imposing your limits on them. Yes. Because chances are they may be. I love just hearing that. Stop. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> stop imposing your limits on them. Yes. And they need to stop imposing theirs on you. Yes. I needed to hear that And that's that kind of the really yes. cool part about opposite personalities. The whole dynamic and purpose of it is because you can't do all things. But guess what? Mm -hmm. Somebody else can do the thing that you can't. Right. That was the beauty of Mallory. Mallory Ann is my everything I cannot do. She is just the most amazing calmness to, if she could be my wife. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> I that's a different podcast. Her. That's I know, a, that's, that's a, a whole different, different podcast. I mean, but I wish that I could just afford to have her as my complete life assistant. You need her as your life assistant. Yeah, that's I do, say. because she completes me in a work setting way that is just absolutely amazing. And to, to own that, to realize that, to finally have an example for my life of how someone who do, does things completely differently and someone I'm going to be the person like just trying to get something taken care of the fastest. She's the person that's going about it completely correct the first time. So it never has to go yeah. back and be done again. And, Oh, I love that. And we all have somebody like that that balances yeah. us out that potentially could be the sandpaper, the conflict. Yeah. But what all that does is that, you know, you have to be on, and we keep saying that, 
you have to be honest with yourself. It comes back to yourself. You have got to grow yep. up emotionally to have an internal conversation about some areas that you may be stressed in or prideful in. And are you bringing a lot of that on to yourself? That is a huge thing. And if you are, be honest about it. Are you bringing a lot of that on to yourself? Right. Because that... It's not always the other person's fault. Right. But the huge thing for me was realizing if it's me doing it, I can control that. That means I actually can take action on it. I can do something about it. But I couldn't do anything about it until I knew it. Yeah. And just value that other person. Like, bond with them over similar things. Mm -hmm. Find what actually would attract you. Yeah. To them, especially in our, in, our, in our homes with our spouses or roommates, like we chose our roommate, we chose our husband, right? We it wasn't like we we're thrown in a no. cubicle with them or no. thrown in a car. And you have to go make sales calls yes. or whatever. Like these are people that we chose, but at the same time, sometimes those people that we love the most are the ones that we keep rubbing against the hardest. Ooh. But if we go back to be like, we're going to bond over the things that we agree on, and it's not to say that you ignore the things that you don't. But you both have to come at it as a mature adult. Yes. And recognize that both of you um, are great at certain things. Both of you aren't. And own that. And just because Alan can't cook, I don't even feel bad about that. Right. I mean. That's fine. I don't feel bad about it. I don't think Justin can either. I mean, mean, he he can do some Blue Apron pretty good. Like, he can follow some instructions. It's really, in fact, he thinks that's his specialty. Mm -hmm. What's your specialty? Blue Apron. If I give Alan instructions, if I'm on the phone, I'm trying to give instructions and I'm telling him all the things you're going to do this, this, and that. And I'm giving him three key points and thinking, let me just tell you these three things. Mm -hmm. No, girl, he puts me on speakerphone and he does step number one. While while you're saying it. And I'm like, I can't breathe. Let me send you a text. I just need to tell you. But that means maybe you need to step back because the end goal is that your supper's made. Yeah. Not that he does it the way you want it. The end goal is supper made. And so if that's the way he needs you to communicate to him. I know. And it drives You say thank you. <laughs> I bet Alan is going to listen to this and be like, yes, Give Elizabeth. Give me some five. Woo. Okay. So to wrap all wrap this up, up. Okay. So to wrap all this up, eclecticenergies.com. That's where you're taking the Enneagram mm-hmm. test. Then you're going to go to enneagraminstitute.com. And I'm serious. Whoever you're going to learn about it. You're going to learn. I don't want you just to be like, oh, great. And then I'm, I'm, an, I'm an eight. <gasps> What's that mean? Okay, you need to know Y'all, that's what I did. What I showed up at City Bagel again. And I told them, well, I'm a seven. And? I know. And they were like, we need. Because you're never going to get better unless you know how to be better. But here's the deal. We're going to hold you accountable to something. Mm-hmm. Once you know how to get better, we expect you to be better. We do, and we expect you to tell us. Like, I, Honey Hush has DMs, posts, stories, screenshots, comments, all the things. We fully expect y'all to be blowing us up tonight about, oh my gosh, tell us what you are. We want to know what you are. We want to know if you're, you know, if you're finding encouragement in becoming a healthy version. Because once you see, like, all the unhealthy stuff, you're going to be like, oh, yes, like, they're reading my cards, reading my tea leaves. It yes. is such clarification. It's really awesome. It's like crossing the finish line of an amazing race. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling. But the race isn't over because you've got to go back to work tomorrow to deal with those people that are opposite than you. You've got to sleep in the bed tonight with somebody that's opposite than you. Mm-hmm. Your kids, whatever. The whole point in all of this is being able to celebrate everybody's differences and realize everybody didn't like you. 
And that's okay. And you're not always right. It's actually awesome. Yeah. I love you, Michelle. I love you. You're so pretty.